You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. We're now three weeks into the new session of Congress, and to be honest, not much has gotten done yet. Plenty of bills have been introduced, but few have moved to committee hearings or even been published online for us to view their contents. Usually on this show, we cover public policy issues. That means rules or regulations passed by a legislative body or under the authority supposedly granted to another individual or agency by a legislative body. Today, we're going to look at something slightly different. Two different Senate resolutions about potential constitutional amendments. Constitutional amendments are different from public policy issues because it changes how the government functions. When an amendment process has been used to enact public policy changes, such as prohibition with the 18th Amendment, it hasn't worked out too well. Though advocates for prohibition should be praised for using the amendment process rather than packing courts with justices who wrongly reinterpret the Constitution to already give them the supposed authority to enact their desired outcome. Republican Senator Marco Rubio from Florida introduced Senate Joint Resolution Number 4, which proposed, quote, an amendment to the U.S. Constitution to require that the Supreme Court of the United States be composed of not more than nine justices. The purpose of this amendment is to prevent the Democrats from packing the court. This concern began with Franklin Roosevelt in the 1930s. After much of his New Deal legislation was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court, as the government lacked the authority to enact such measures, Roosevelt threatened to add seats to the Supreme Court and appoint justices who aligned with him ideologically. Rather than using the constitutionally prescribed method of impeachment for misbehavior of Supreme Court justices, Roosevelt wanted to change the rules and put his allies on the court to influence it politically to rule in his favor. This would go against the foundation of the Supreme Court because, as Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist 78, quote, the complete independence of the courts of justice is peculiarly essential in a limited constitution. This independence of the judges is equally requisite to guard the Constitution and the rights of individuals from the effects of those ill humors which the arts of designing men or the influence of particular conjures sometimes disseminate among the people themselves, and which, though they speedily give place to better information and more deliberate reflection, have a tendency in the meantime to occasion dangerous innovations in the government and serious oppressions of the minor party in the community. Back in the 30s, after Roosevelt announced his court-packing scheme, which was incredibly unpopular, the court ruled in his favor in West Coast Hotel v. Parrish, and Roosevelt backed off on this threat. Now, many Republicans fear that Democrats will actually enact Roosevelt's scheme now that the court has a majority of justices appointed by Republican presidents, and Democrats control both the presidency and the Senate. Therefore, this amendment is unlikely to pass the necessary two-thirds of Congress and the three-fourths of states necessary for ratification. In Senate Joint Resolution 5, Republican Senator Mike Lee proposed a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution. As the national debt currently sits around $27.8 trillion, many are concerned that this unfairly puts a significant burden on the next generation of Americans, who had no say in how this money was being spent. Some also worry about the debt getting too large for the U.S. to even pay interest on the loans, causing the U.S. to default, with a massive worldwide repercussion. The Brookings Institute, however, argues against a balanced budget amendment, arguing that deficits are helpful during recessions and could adversely affect Social Security, Medicare, and other important government programs. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. 